Risings. I'm Liz Earnshaw, and this is Hash It Out. Happy Tuesday. Today, we are going to continue the conversation that I started yesterday, which has to do with the importance of being able to stay relational even when we're healing. What I mentioned is that I've noticed that there's been this huge healing of the self movement. And that's really, really good. I'm a therapist. So clearly, I think that's incredibly important. And what I've noticed is that there are some key components that are being missed within that conversation. And these key components are creating relational issues. And relationships, more than anything else, have been shown to increase our happiness, our longevity, our physical health. And so when we're having a conversation about healing, improving, growth, and it ignores relationships, then it's going to be ignoring the very balm that heals us. The other day, I was cruising through Instagram, and I saw a post that I wanted to share with all of you. This post was by Jason Gaddis, who is the founder of The Relationship School. And Jason talks a lot about relationships. And the post said, the weak muscle of the spiritual practitioner, relationship. And then underneath, Jason wrote, as a deeply spiritual man who has been a part of many spiritual communities, I still see the weakest muscle of the yogi or the meditator being relationship. Why is that? Because many spiritual types focus on one line of development. Relational development is essential for an empowered life. Think about it. If you can go really deep in your spiritual practice, but then you go home for the holidays and you turn into a 15-year-old again, has your spiritual practice really helped you? Focus on your relationship development too. The world needs it. I loved this post by Jason. I see this happen so much. As a therapist, I work with clients who will come in and will be working on things and they will be feeling better inside is really good and really important. And then they'll go home for the holidays. They'll go home for a wedding. They'll go home for an event and they'll come back and tell me it was terrible. We got in a huge fight. I stomped out. I didn't end up staying the night. I told them I don't want to see them again, or they told me they don't want to see me again or whatever it is. And sometimes we explore it and they used all their relational skills and those relational skills didn't help. And they used all of their internal skills in terms of self-soothing, regulation, self-talk, all of that. And that didn't help either. And in those moments, we explore, is are these relationships worth maintaining and pursuing? And sometimes the answer is yes. Let's keep practicing relational skills. And sometimes the answer is no. No amount of self-soothing, no amount of coping, no amount of skills is going to change this dynamic. And it's inherently harmful to me. So I'm going to end the relationship. However, sometimes I explore with these people what's happened over that time at home. And I find that they went in and they weren't able to use any relational skills. And they became very quickly triggered by things that might have triggered them in adolescence or whatever it is. And these things weren't inherently harmful. They were just inherently uncomfortable. And so in those moments, what we need to work on is building that bridge between the skills they've learned to self-soothe and cope and feel better inside, building that bridge to help them use those things with other people. And as Jason said, that piece of the conversation seems to be missing. 
What do we do next? After we start feeling good inside, what do we do to help things be good on the outside too? And that's why I'm so passionate. That's why for over a decade, I've been working with people in relationship, couples, colleagues, friends, to help them to understand that it's about navigating the self and it's about navigating the relationship. And that's why I talk about relationships on this podcast. That's why I talk about them on Instagram. That's why I wrote a book about them because that is the key to a life that feels good. Not a life that always feels easy, not a life that always feels happy, but one that feels good. And you know why it feels good? Because when you can do those two things, you have empowerment. Thank you so much for listening to Good Risings. I'm Liz Earnshaw, and you can find me on Instagram at Liz Listens. Please take a moment to leave us a review. I love hearing from you. I love hearing what you like about the podcast. Until next time, love on your loved ones. And when that gets hard, tune in to me to learn how to hash it out. We have some exciting news. You can now search more than 700 Good Risings episodes on the new Fathom.fm app, the podcast player from the future. Go to Fathom.fm slash Good Risings, ask questions, and hear answers directly from the Good Risings podcast. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio.